Welcome to This Old App, a podcast about learning, coding, smashing stuff together, breaking things apart, startups, failing, winning, and any other buzzwords we can think of. Hey, Randy. So I was uh, looking through Twitter today. And I came across a tweet by uh, Chris Coyer, who is the uh, one of the co-founders of CodePen. And I thought it was interesting and, and not necessarily surprising, but probably worth discussing. Yeah. Um, he said, chatted with someone who's been working at a company as a front-end developer for three years. Their friend asked them to help build a website, but they had to decline because they didn't know how. So we think of, not we, the, the royal we, the generic we, um, sometimes front end is thought about as being, you know, the, the design part or, or the website part of a, of, of a web page. Um, but it, it, it also... There's a lot of specialization there. So this this tweet doesn't necessarily surprise me. Um, yeah. It, it would it would more surprise me if he had said a full stack developer than a, than a front end developer. Um, if he had said a full stack developer didn't know how to build a website, then I'd be a little bit more surprised by that. Um, but certainly as a front-end developer, you, you can specialize in a lot of things. So I, I didn't know what you thought of, of, that, of that thought and, and that tweet. Well, it's, I guess I can come up with some ways about why that person gave that answer in terms of I don't know how to do a website. One, they didn't want to do the work and that was the easiest way to get out of it. And I could <laughs> totally understand that. But the, sure. the reality is as a developer, um, when you get into a big company, you are often overloaded with the people side, the communications, the politics, the, the, uh, all the, crap that comes along with a big company and you can become really focused on just what you're charged with doing. And if it doesn't involve the beginning of the application, you didn't get involved in hosting a website. And if you don't do much with deployment, you don't really know how that's taken care of. It's just done for you. So in some ways I could see someone, they could have worked their way up as a beginning developer and never owned the full process to get that thing actually hosted. That That is completely possible. Sure. I, I find it uncommon because most people that start on the front end, even in full stack, the first thing they do in boot camps and tutorials is host a single page website, just an index HTML with CSS and JavaScript. So, I can see where, um, or I can't, it's easier to see where someone has done at least that. If you, if the question is what we don't have context for is what was asked of that person. We need you to build a website for a theater company 
that is a content management system so that we can make changes without using a coder, but it's built by a coder. I can see plenty of people out in the industry now, front end developers specifically, that have never touched a CMS. That's sure. very, that's very, very doable. Um, to be successful in your line of work and not having touched WordPress, Drupal, Joomla, Craft CMS, uh, any of these platforms out there. That, that's completely possible, plausible to me. So <clears throat> I guess the what I would also probably say is that I would guess if I were to sit down with this developer and show them a couple things about how to get a basic website built, they'd be just fine with an hour or two of discussion because they know enough about JavaScript. That's usually yeah. the biggest hurdle. So I guess the question, can you call yourself a front-end developer if you don't know how to, if, if your answer to a website question is, I don't know how to do a website? I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's a big deal or not. Yeah. I, I like I said, I, I would have been more surprised if it had been a full stack developer, um, yeah. but certainly not, not a front end developer. Um, and, and I think your, your point is extremely valid in that we don't know what the end goal of that website was. Um, if it was single brochure page, Okay, yeah. I'm pretty sure anybody could have figured that out. Just throw it up on a Squarespace or, a, or or anything like that. You know, part of part of it, doing a website is figuring out the hosting as well. Um, so, so I so I come to you and I say, Don, I I need to I need to do a website for my mom's home remodeling business. She's been in business for 20 years, never had a website. It's just a marketing thing. She needs to do some changes. I need you to come up with a hosting website approach in a, in a few minutes discussion, like very little context. You're just going to make a, a guess on everything. What are you telling me to do? I'm telling you to go find a template off of Wix or, or Squarespace and just throw something up. Why? Um, in my mind, that's the easiest to get a um, professional-like um, looking website that is decently easy to update content on. Okay. Uh, as opposed to a WordPress, which which is a little, uh, which I feel, well, I, I, I don't know that for a fact. I was going to say, which I feel is a little more technical. Um, but I bet with the right plugins in place, you could even get a, a WordPress site there. But even then you have to up, you have to maintain, um, a WordPress site. And that, that, that's also part of this whole discussion is building a website's one thing, maintaining is another. So here's a, here's a twist question. A theater company in Orlando comes to you and they have an existing Drupal seven website. They are things on the website have stopped working. 
they've severed their relationship with the existing company that did the website. They've got a marketing person that's advising them that instead of redoing everything from scratch, they should move to Squarespace or Constant Contact, who I don't even know does websites, but they said that they do. What do you tell them? Uh, I, I, I tell them I, I think moving to one of those platforms is, is better long term for the, the reasons I said. I think maintainability is just easier on a fully hosted platform um, than something like a Drupal, Drupal or, a, or a WordPress. So I liked your answer. The first answer you gave me to my mom's website needs. Going to Squarespace or Wix for starters, great. I disagree with your second one. Okay. The reason is they have an existing Drupal site with a lot of features, a lot of blog post content. Um, they have a lot of, like, they use Drupal 7 and they use custom type of data to, and I didn't feel you on this context, but they have they had a mature CMS. And I always looked at Squarespace and these um, template programs to be starters, cheap starter kits. Sure. So I feel like you're giving them advice to roll back the progress they've made. Yeah, I guess if I were to dig a little, I'd want to make sure what features they're looking yeah. to have and then, and then make a decision based on that. But I still feel like... Um, unless you're doing something significant with content, a Squarespace or a Wix is going to do just as much as you need. Um, Cause they've got, they've got like CMSs in those, in those programs, in those platforms. Well, let me tell you where you will run into issues down the road because I've seen this happen already with Squarespace. So the theater company, of course, is going to, they're going to follow your advice, which is, is not horrible. It's, I'm just saying that I there's pitfalls. They follow your advice. They take their Drupal 7 site. They move it to Squarespace. They're happy-ish with the way it looks. They didn't lose too much. I mean, they, they're able to make content updates. They can post their board members. They can post new shows, maybe blog posts. But they have a marketing person who's whose job is to boost the visits. They go and they hire an SEO person because they need to show up on searches. They need to boost the, they, in order to get funding for the hosting, they have to show that this, the hosting has some kind of relevance, which comes with analytics. So they have to somehow increase the number of people visiting the site to justify that they're getting a grant or something to host it. SEO person goes in, and says, hey, you need to make these changes on a content level. But all SEO experts these days usually will take like the Google, the Chrome developer tools and do a lighthouse analysis on it. That being an audit of the speed of and mobile, like mobile abilities of the site. Sure. That's where you're going to run into a big problem because Squarespace websites are dog crap on on performance audits especially if 
theater companies like pictures. They like high res pictures. Sure. And they're going to load a bunch in there no matter what you do. I've already seen it. And I can tell you from experience that once you try to get in as a developer to make changes on Squarespace related to performance, you will hit a wall immediately. Now, we're not talking about speed loading. Um, I've actually seen Squarespace sites load fine to the you know naked eye, so to speak. But when you get into the performance of time, which also reflects on Google giving SEO rank to sites, it is not pretty. Right. And when you talk to Squarespace support, they tell you to ignore the Google rankings, to ignore the speed audit. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but that's the most foolish like reply a support person can give someone who works in the field because my job is to care about those things. And you can't do anything to enhance the performance. Squarespace gives you the ability to, to like eject, but then you lose all support. They won't touch it with a 10-foot pole. If right. you're smart enough to eject it, they don't want you as a customer because you're really a drain on their support resources. So my, my biggest argument against Squarespace is that a, a organization that has, has a marketing team that has specific needs around performance for the results will find themselves hampered by a Wix or a Squarespace because you do not, as a developer, have the ability to make improvements there. And it will come to be, it will become a problem on behalf of the marketing team, I think, when they can't improve SEO because of the Google report the Google mobile performance requirements. So that's that's a big issue to consider if you go down that path. And I, that that's interesting because it seems like that would be a market for someone to build a platform that does the same things that those companies do yet be able to uh, perform well on those rankings. Yeah, I, I don't. I think Squarespace has the attitude of we're the budget level hosting. And if you care about those things, you should probably have a staff of tech people or a, a, you know, a contractor that takes care of all of that for you. That's my thinking. Um, the, there's an, there's one out there called Webflow that I do know gives you more ability to kind of customize using its platform. I think it's evolved into a Squarespace, Squarespace for developers. I know too, I know some professional developers that love it, think it's the greatest. And they're one of them is a designer and one of them is a front end person and they think it's the greatest thing. I don't know that they get into the performance side like I typically do, but you know, they, they like it a lot. So that's one other one. Um, hosted WordPress is another option, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we host for Aspire EDU. That's what we use for our marketing site is hosted WordPress. Um, there's still the issue of the maintainability. You have to go into the admin panel and update your modules and update all your other stuff mm -hmm. from time to time. They don't, necessary they will update the 
main WordPress automatically, um, but not the rest of it. But you're, I mean, it's always a matter of how much function you need out of this website. Like if your marketing yeah. website is just there as a brochure, like you said earlier, then your needs for a host and complexity go just down dramatically. But if you need your site to be interactive as a lead generator, as a content distributor, as a main focus for you to capture new sales, then excuse me, you're dealing with a whole lot of other stuff um, that in my mind says you need to treat this like the business generation source it is and not skimp on it. Yeah. And that's where you should, you should probably be looking at hiring a, a professional to do that work for you. Um, in, instead of trying to get away with the, the build your own options. So now where, do, what, what does Aspire do with the static site right now? Like how is it maintained? Um, one of us goes in every, every few weeks and updates modules and that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I keep an eye on it from getting emails from the hosting company from WP engine. Um, other than that, it, it gets updated infrequently once a quarter, probably with a new video or a new, uh, new piece of marketing content, but nothing, all that, uh, nothing, all that regular, but you don't know WordPress like tech, like from a programming level, you don't go in and mess with the code. No, no. Uh, we had it built, uh, probably four or five years ago um by an offshore development company and i've tried and, and i i used to know php and i've tried to go into their code and i'm unable to really do anything with it um because of what was delivered and and that's on me as well for not making sure that what was delivered was something that we could maintain what features have you missed because of this nothing so, so, so you're, you're, you, you are saying that you didn't do the right amount of work on code review, but you haven't had any reason to change the code. Correct. And, and, and that's more of a, I, I guess that's more of a hypothetical, um, criticism in that if I needed to do something with the code, it would take, it would take, uh, hiring a, it would take hiring a professional cause they'd have to go in and, and do what they need to do that. It, my initial thought of doing it and I can update it if need be just didn't work out because of the code that was delivered. But I think, I think your critique there is pretty much normal for 90% of people out there. Sure. And the, the scenario that you put yourself in isn't pretty normal. Like the only reason you're saying that is because you can code other stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, that's fair. <laughs> like most managers wouldn't be like, I should have reviewed this code better. I don't know how to code, but I should have reviewed this code better. Like it's not, 
really a viable even thing to do in the first place. So I guess yeah, what I'm saying fair. is I, I don't know that your self-criticism is even valid because you then you say, I don't need to use it, but uh, or I don't need to get in the code. But I guess the bigger point is you got you had the work done you needed but an offshore company. Um, and there's a lot of them that do like HTML to WordPress kind of conversion. Oh, yeah. Like you get the design, they'll do the build, they give you kind of the constraints. I, I used one at a professional consultancy because we didn't have enough time and it just made sense to do it that way. And they did a good job. We took the, what they built and then we tweaked it at some, some certain points. And I just think that when you're in the space of static websites or low minimal feature CMS platforms, less is more like you just don't need a ton of stuff. You need to make sure you get the right firm so that the, the site stands up. You, you need to be able to make updates. Um, you have to be, but you don't really, I think, again, going back to our original stance, if you have a lot of features you need for your business, then you need a robust platform. If you are right. building a brochure, there's a lot of cheap solutions that will suffice quite well. Right. A theater website needs more than just a brochure, typically, because they sometimes sell tickets. Sometimes they're doing fundraisers and donations. Sometimes they're giving credit. Like, there's no doubt that um, local theater tends to have a substantial number of was it benefactors, people who donate money. And the you need to recognize those and sponsors and stuff like that's a that becomes a much more complex beast with a lot of updates that you have to do right and i don't know that squarespace is a great is if you're starting out a theater company sure if you're a mature theater company i think you're going to run into issues so it really depends on the scope of what you need but yeah but 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 you got to be careful of especially with a something like a theater company where money is probably yeah an issue um so they're, they're going to be looking to do it as inexpensively as they can yeah and the scenario that i was giving you is a local company at kc a local theater company reached out and basically they're in this scenario and they don't have though when i look at the website it looks fine um it's more involved in a brochure but it's not um it seems to be working I just, but they mentioned things are broken. They're on Drupal 7, and they've talked about upgrading to 8 or 9, which is not trivial. And no. they came at, reached out to me about, would you want to work on this? And I'm like, if, if your marketing person is contemplating Squarespace, then I don't think I want to work on it. Um, I'm happy to give pro bono you know, developer advice if you would like that. But I'm just not like, I'm not willing to go backwards in terms of technology unless the theater company really understands what that means. Right. So it's, but, you know, I've built a lot of websites from scratch. That's my experience. So if Chris Coyer were to ask me about that, I would say, 
I chose not to do the project because of X, Y, Z, but the, when it comes to, do I know how to do a website? The question is, which way do you need it done? Not, I don't know how to do this at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's perfectly valid. And I think that the point was just to make sure, and and the point of, of us bringing it up was, I don't necessarily want to equate front end work with, with uh, if you can do front end, you know how to do a website. If you it, front end is a big, broad definition that encompasses many, many different skills. Yeah. Um, and you certainly can be specialized enough to where if you know front end, you don't necessarily know everything you need to do to, to put a web page together. Now for job security, it might be worthwhile knowing how to do a website. Like, yes, that might be worth knowing. Um, I don't know. The, I don't know anything about the person that gave the answer about that. But I think at the end of the day, uh, even a front end developer should know how to deploy something from scratch. I do think I do. I feel that that's important for career. For career for career reasons, yeah, but that that that's just the broader definition of of get outside of your little comfort yeah. zone. Um, yeah, you you need to know, and and that's why the evolution of developers could be from front full front end to full stack, and that doesn't mean you're you're a great full stack developer. That means you're a great front end developer who can deploy, um, yeah, who can do some other things. That's all that means. And I'm definitely not passing judgment on you're not a developer unless you can build a website from scratch. Like I, I don't, I don't gatekeep like that. So I, that's not the way I feel at all. But I think it's it's good to know. I mean, it's it's helped a lot for me. Um, I used a Heroku, a quick and dirty Heroku build to prove something would work against someone that was saying, "Oh, it's impossible to make this work the way you want to." And I was like. Oh, really? Check this out. And 15 minutes later, I had the deployed mock solution up and I'm like, this can work. And they're like, right. (laughs) So that was helpful just to like one up someone. And since you got the whole, this all started from a tweet, which is all about one upping people. So (laughs) being able to, being able to host your own gotcha is definitely worth being able to do. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, I, I, I think we've, uh, I think we've talked about that. I, I, I um, I'm not going to go build a website today. That's not what I'm going to go do. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to avoid launching anything else for a little bit so I can get a handle on what has been launched and what's being supported in my life. Yeah, sometimes that's a necessity. All right, sounds good. So um, we'll talk again soon. Okay, later. Thanks for listening to This Old App. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at www.thisoldapp.online. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. For questions, comments, or things you would like to hear on future shows, please email us at hello at thisoldapp.online. Show music is Guns Blazing by Fab Claxton, licensed by Pond5. Voiceover work by MeganVoices.com. 
You'll hear from us soon. <laughs>